In preparation for what will arguably be the most important year in the battle over abortion, Planned Parenthood, the abortion industry's patron saint, announces they're launching 50 high school sexual health and well-being centers in Los Angeles County. Make no mistake, your children are abortion prospects to Planned Parenthood. We will examine Planned Parenthood's hatred of pre-born and born children and their plans for your children. I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. Welcome to Unaborted with Seth Gruber, and thanks for tuning in today. Hey, Happy New Year. This is our first episode of 2020, which, hey, is probably going to be one of the most intense years in the abortion wars. I wrote a piece over at LifeSite News that you can look at in December of 2019, making the point that 2019 was arguably the most divisive and intense year in the abortion wars, in the American abortion debate in American history. However, with 2020 being an election year and with the abortion juggernaut and their cronies pouring in and promising to pour in hundreds of millions of dollars to impact the election because they can't afford another four years of a pro-life administration, I think that this year may end up being the most intense year in the abortion wars. And I want you to be informed and educated of what's happening in the country so that you're spiritually and morally woke to what is happening in the battle over the right to life, over the most important rights guaranteed in our constitution to its citizens and supposed to be protected, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so I would love for you to become a patron of the show so that you can be uh, contributing to, tuned into, and benefiting from this content, enabling you to be a voice for life. So consider doing that. And in the meantime, scroll down on your podcast list app and go ahead and give this show a five-star rating and give us a review. Let us know what you think. It actually really helps us reach more people. So Planned Parenthood has announced that they are going to work with the Los Angeles Public Health Department to bring, quote unquote, health and wellness care to teenagers in Los Angeles County. So what does all this mean? Of course, this is a euphemism for their ability and their strategy or goal to, to push sexual libertinism onto teenagers to get them in the Planned Parenthood abortion sales funnel uh, for the final goal of having an abortion. Being able to reach young people with abortion ideology is a morally bankrupt but a strategic move on the on the part of the abortion industry because there is an increasing challenge from the pro-life movement and this administration that is making it more difficult for Planned Parenthood to grow their market share of abortions. So the Los Angeles Times published an article on December 12th written by Sonali Coley, and it says that the clinic is part of an initiative funded by the Los Angeles County Departments of Public Health and Mental Health and Planned Parenthood Los Angeles. So Planned Parenthood is in bed with Los Angeles County to open 50 such centers in schools throughout the county in the next year. 50 sexual health or reproductive health centers in 50 public high schools in Los Angeles County providing open arms to teenagers to walk into these portable Planned Parenthood clinics that won't be providing abortions per se, but will be providing actually emergency contraception, which is a euphemism for medication abortions, as well as the the ear of teenagers 
to the Planned Parenthood trained health directors to be able to push abortion ideology onto teenagers. So the article continues and said the effort, which will cost at least $12 million in the first year, is designed to bring much needed health and wellness care to underserved teenagers at a time when Los Angeles and other districts are struggling to meet the basic needs of their students to help free them to focus on learning. There, That's the Trojan horse right there, isn't it? That's the euphemistic sentence they're going to use to justify this endeavor to push abortion ideology onto teenagers. See, what we're really trying to do is we're trying to help free them to focus on learning by addressing the issues that teenagers face that make it difficult for them to navigate these uh, tumultuous years. That's the Trojan horse language they're going to use, helping focus, helping students focus on learning. So this, this concern for students' well-being, this line, this euphemism continues with a Washington Post article covering the same event of the same news of Planned Parenthood in Los Angeles County launching these sexual and health reproductive health clinics in 50 Los Angeles County public high schools. So on December 11th, Ariana uh, Injung Cha at the Washington Post writes, Barbara Ferrer, a director of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health and a former high school principal, said the program grew out of conversations about strategies for combating the area's alarming rise in sexually transmitted diseases, such as gonorrhea and chlamydia among young people ages 15 to 24. Well, that's ironic, isn't it? So, so apparently there's a disproportionate number of teenagers in Los Angeles County who have sexually transmitted diseases because they're already engaging in sexually promiscuous behaviors primarily. And so therefore, you see the solution is to get Planned Parenthood, arguably the biggest endorser and defender of sexually promiscuous, promiscuous behavior to teenagers, to set up a pup tent at 50 Los Angeles public high schools. Because why? Because you want to help free students to focus on learning? No, this is a euphemistic attempt by the abortion industry to push abortion ideology and sexual libertinism onto teenagers so that they can be the first person that students will run to when they have an unwanted pregnancy. That's really what's happening here. But what's the best proven method to avoid sexually transmitted diseases? I mean, they're saying that that's what they're concerned about. Well, we all know the answer to that question, don't we? It's abstinence. Abstinence is the best proven method to avoid sexually transmitted diseases. And guess what life choice? Planned Parenthood refuses to teach in their sexual education courses. Ready? Abstinence. In fact, the state of California has released their Healthy Youth Act, the sexual education state mandated curriculum that was written in conjunction with Planned Parenthood. And this education, this curriculum also refuses to teach abstinence as a legitimate decision and strategy to avoid pregnancy or sexually transmitted diseases. So the very best strategy available to these young people who apparently in LA County have a disproportionate number of sexually transmitted diseases is the very strategy and life choice that is going to avoid being taught because it's anathema to Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry's financially incentivized goals, which is more abortions. Abstinence is the greatest enemy of the abortion industry because without unwanted pregnancies and unwanted children, there are no <clears throat> abortions. So the Los Angeles Times article 
Continue saying the centers include reproductive health clinics where students can get birth control pills and condoms, tests and treatment for sexually transmitted infections, emergency contraception such as Plan B, that's an abortifacient, and pregnancy testing and referrals, services far beyond what is typically offered by school nurses. Planned Parenthood is running five of the 34 sites that are open, offering more extensive birth control options, including interuterine devices and arm implants. Because California law allows minors older than 12 to obtain confidential treatment and birth control, students can access the services at these clinics without parental consent. That is the state of California, folks. Welcome to the moral bankruptcy and skewed moral compass of our state, led by arguably one of the most evil men to have ever been a governor in any given state in California, Gavin Newsom. In California, if you're older than 12, you can get a medication abortion. You can get sexual abortion ideology. You can get counseling sessions with Planned Parenthood apologists without parental consent. The article continues saying Planned Parenthood hopes to eventually operate all of the clinics. Of course they do. And has committed $5 million to the effort over the next five years, said Sue Dunlap, president and chief executive of Planned Parenthood. Los Angeles, the county's public health department is contributing about $10 million in the first year and has committed to keeping the centers open for five years. So the county of Los Angeles and Planned Parenthood are in bed with each other. Why is Planned Parenthood doing this? What is going on here? Well, I think the strategy here and the reason why they're committing this type of money and these types of resources into reaching young people is quite clear, isn't it? There is an escalating political threat to the abortion industry in our country because this administration, led by President Trump, is the most pro-life administration in American history. Love him or hate him, he is the most pro-life president our country has ever seen. Political threats turn into financial threats because the way that the abortion industry makes its money after the half a billion tax dollars that they get and the near 600 million that they get from private donors and donations is through killing babies. And so in their fall 2019 state legislative sessions report, the Americans United for Life report that, quote, so far in 2019, being last year, of course, 58 life-affirming laws passed and were signed into law across 22 states, representing a more than 25% increase from 2018. That's incredible. And of course, Trump was president in 2018 as well. But there was a 25% increase in 2019 when this report was published of pro-life legislation than the prior year. So the pro-life movement is escalating their strategies and their policies. And so in reaction to that, the pro-abortion movement has to do the same thing or else they're going to lose a market share of unborn, unwanted children that they won't be able to dismember for a pretty penny. These political threats become financial threats for the abortion industry. Since pro-life policies do save lives, therefore shrinking the market share of unwanted children available to Planned Parenthood to dismember. So why is Planned Parenthood doing this? What is going on behind here? They are like a wounded animal who is being confronted by a foe and therefore acts all the more violently because of it. Planned Parenthood requires, requires the existence of unwanted children whom they take out of existence for a pretty penny. And the early 
sexualization of your children guarantees the creation of more unwanted children, which is how Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry operates. Now, let's play devil's advocate here for a second. Maybe you're thinking, are abortions really that big of a deal to Planned Parenthood? I mean, my gosh, Seth, you're, 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 you're telling me that the sole motivation behind Planned Parenthood in getting in bed with the Los Angeles County Public Health Department is to push sexual libertinism ideology onto teenagers for the very reason to perform more abortions and therefore get more money. Wow, that's a hell of a statement. Is Planned Parenthood really that evil? So let's play devil's advocate here for a second. How do you convince your pro-choice friend that Planned Parenthood's Los Angeles County High School Project is really all about abortion, that it's solely driven by a desire to increase the supply of and demand for abortion. This is important, too, because I'm assuming that, like me, you have many friends who are pro-choice, believe in a, a woman's fundamental, wherever it, whatever fundamental right that came from, to choose abortion, but are very uncomfortable with certain live action exposés that expose Planned Parenthood covering for sex traffickers and pimps, or would maybe be very uncomfortable with Planned Parenthood saying, we're just in this for the money. And the more unwanted children we can create by sexualizing your children, the better, because we can make more money off of it. That's probably not a reality that your run-of-the-mill pro-choice individual is going to be comfortable with, right? Assuming they're a person of good faith who doesn't want to prey on women, but they've just bought bad ideas about human value and therefore they throw their support behind the abortion juggernaut. So how can you approach those people and convince them that this is really financially incentivized and driven? Well, I'll tell you in just one second. But first, if you like this show and want to hear more great content and commentary from the front lines of the abortion wars, disseminating this crazy news, especially in this election year, so you're equipped to defend life, be a voice for life, and speak up and not stay silent when those around you are praising abortion or shouting abortion or or lambasting the Trump administration because they're stripping women of their bodily autonomy, then head on over to patreon.com slash unaborted and become a patron of the show. Help support this show's endeavor to reach young people, to reach conservatives, to reach liberals who have a functioning moral compass, and Christian leaders and the young next generation to be a voice for life, to know what is happening, to be pro-life, and to live out of that conviction. Greg Cunningham, one of the pro-life leaders, said that there are more people working full-time to kill babies than there are working full-time to save them. And so we need to be more committed to defending life than the other side is to being committed to defend death. And that's what part of this, that's what this show is aimed at doing. So consider becoming a patron of the show. Again, head on over to patreon.com slash unaborted to support this show and, uh, and get in on early perks that we'll have available for you to support this life-saving message. We'll be right back in one second. Until then, I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. So welcome back to the show. So as I said, you may have an inward intuition as a pro-life individual that this decision to launch the sexual health centers in conjunction with the Los Angeles County Health Department, really does have a financial incentive to sexualize children and increase the market share of abortions. But how do you articulate and defend that proposition, that position, to those who are going to be very suspect that that's true? 
it's going to be a hard pill for them to swallow that Planned Parenthood is that morally bankrupt, right? Of course, they don't think that killing babies is morally bankrupt, but they have enough of a functioning moral compass to say, man, if Planned Parenthood's entire operation is driven around the sexualization of the next generation to therefore create unwanted pregnancies and create abortions, oh, that's kind of – that's that's wrong, <laughs> right? So how do we articulate and defend this belief. Well, we know this from examining Planned Parenthood's financial records, which you kind of have to dive pretty deeply into because they're not going to be very honest with what they actually make off of the killing of children. And we know this from testimonies of their own people, testimonies that have come out from people in the abortion industry and even with Planned Parenthood. So let's start with the money. Let's utilize the old aphorism, follow the money. What percentage of Planned Parenthood's health services, which aren't free, by the way, are abortions. Because they are always going to push the lie, right? That abortion is only 3% of what we do. You've heard this claim, right? Which was so suspect that the Washington Post, <laughs> the one of the greatest leftist political hackery of a news organization, reported was, I think, three or four Pinocchios in terms of their fact check. So we know that claim to be false because they categorize all of the services a woman might receive in her final decision to obtain an abortion as a separate service. <laughs> so that enables them to skew their numbers to show that abortion actually isn't a very large percentage of their services when we know it's well over 90% of their actual services. So what percentage of their health services are abortions and how much money do they make off of those abortions, which are the majority of their services? Well, in Planned Parenthood's 2017 and 2018 annual report, they do break down their revenue. And so I want to examine that and then look at the number of their abortions and see if we can come up with a figure that is as close to true as possible that shows what Planned Parenthood makes on an annual basis by dismembering children. Because if that is a very large number, that is a helpful thing to know in terms of the type of strategic business decisions that Planned Parenthood would make to ensure that they continue to make that number each year or increase that number given the political threats of the pro-life movement and the Trump administration. So according to their combined statement of revenue right here, their total revenue in 2018 was roughly 1.6 billion. Now, 563 million of that was government health services reimbursement and grants because we give them about half a billion a year from tax dollars. Then in private contributions and bequests, they report 630 million dollars. Under other operating revenue, they report 104 million. Not entirely sure what that would be. And then right here, non-government health services revenue. So the services that they render unto women who walk into their clinics and the affiliate clinics, $365 million. Now, I just want to briefly point out how much Planned Parenthood makes each year by providing no services, just by existing. Look at this, $563 million from the government and $630 million in private contributions and bequests. That's roughly $1.2 billion before they provided any services. And I don't know what other operating revenue all entails, but right there, under which they actually render services, 365 million reported revenue in 2018. So 
how much abortions did they perform? And can we come up with a number of what they might have made on those abortions? According to the same report, Planned Parenthood performed 332,757 abortions in 2018. Unfortunately, Planned Parenthood, actually predictably, Planned Parenthood conceals the income it makes from performing those abortions. That would be bad PR for them. But in August of 2019, the Charlotte Lozier Institute analyzed this same report and used the Planned Parenthood of Southern New England's cost calculator on Planned Parenthood's website for abortions to try to come up with, based off of the abortions they perform in the first and second trimester, what they would have made in total performing those abortions. Here's what they found at the Charlotte Lozier Institute. They found that Planned Parenthood would have received income between $216,292,050 on the low end and $334,420,785 on the high end. So that puts Planned Parenthood's abortion services right in the ballpark of their total health services revenue, right, which was $365 million. In fact, if you go with the high-end uh, high number, $334 million, that's 91% of their total health services revenue of the $365. So that's right in the ballpark of what they report having made giving health services to women in 2018. Clearly, regardless of which number you go with, they're making a, uh, an exorbitant amount of money on abortions and a disproportionate percentage of those health services are in fact abortion. So this is about as close as we can get given the fact that Planned Parenthood conceals the income it actually makes from performing those abortions. So look at this. There is a massive financial incentive to continue performing abortions given the fact that it may be 91% of their health services revenue, of services actually rendered to women. Everything else is a bunch of fat gifts or handouts from the government, from tax dollars. So as political threats from pro-lifers turn into financial threats, right, for to Planned Parenthood and the abortion juggernaut, it's only natural that as a business, Planned Parenthood will refocus their energy on revenue driving strategies as any business would do. And their biggest revenue is from abortions. So their strategies will naturally focus on getting in front of the people they need to, to increase abortions. In this case, sexually active young people who will be creating unwanted children who are the best prospects for the abortion industry. You see the financial incentive here to protect the only thing that they actually make money on in terms of an exchange. There's no exchange with the private bequest donations or tax funding. The only thing that they actually provide is a vast disproportionate number of abortions. And if they were to lose their tax funding, which they're increasingly afraid of, right, if we defunded Planned Parenthood, or if their reputation continues to be tarnished to the point that they lose a vast majority of their private donations, what are they left with? Their services, which could be 91% of abortions. According to this Los Angeles Times article, Barbara Ferrer, uh, who I mentioned is the director of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health, said, we have in LA County one of the highest rates of chlamydia amongst this age group. So think about what that information means to Planned Parenthood, that teenagers in high school in Los Angeles County are disproportionately reporting sexually transmitted diseases 
That information to Planned Parenthood means an increasingly sexually active age group, which will lead to more unplanned and unwanted pregnancies. They could focus this initiative anywhere in the country, couldn't they? But they know that there is a disproportionate number of teenagers engaging in premarital sex. And they know that because they're seeing reported sexually transmitted diseases amongst that age group in that geographical location. So what a great strategic place to focus your services and your Molech hugs to teenagers who are prospects for your sale, which is abortion. According to the Washington Post article, all 50 of Planned Parenthood's reproductive health centers will be active before June. They're rolling this thing out fast. And think about the number of high schools in Los Angeles County, the number of students in Los Angeles County that Planned Parenthood will essentially have a pup tent on campus in order to access these young people. So we know Planned Parenthood has long utilized the strategy of sexualizing children through their sexual education programs in order to increase abortions because their own people have told us so. So we have the financial numbers. We can kind of make sense of their reports that would suggest a financial incentive to sexualize young people and increase their market share of abortions. But we also know this because their own people have told us so. And we're going to get to that in just one second. But first, I've teamed up with my new friend, Sarah Vienna, for a pro-life church tour. Sarah is an international speaker and singer who works in Romania and the States defending the cause of the needy from unborn to elderly. Our I'm Alive church tour is named after Sarah's song, I'm Alive. I'm Alive tour captures both the beauty and the truth behind the pro-life position, speaking to both the heart and the head. This tour will win the hearts of your church for life while also equipping them to defend life. Based on biblical truths, I'm Alive can help your church create a culture of life that fights to love our unborn neighbors and their mothers and fathers. So happening in the summer of 2020, this tour will fill up fast. So to bring I'm Alive to your church, email us at imalivetour at gmail.com. That's imalivetour at gmail.com for questions and bookings and to let us know if you want to bring this tour to your church to equip your people to defend life and be a voice for the unborn. We'll be right back with a whole lot more. Welcome back to Unaborted with Seth Gruber. So as I said, we know that there is a financial incentive to push this type of sexual health clinic <clears throat> endeavor in Los Angeles County in order to create more unwanted children and more abortions because abortions are such a large disproportionate percentage of Planned Parenthood services and therefore their revenue. But we also know that there's an incentive here, an immoral incentive to run roughshod over the minds and souls of teenagers in order to use them as abortion prospects because Planned Parenthood's own people have told us so. This isn't just speculation. So Monica Klein worked as a sex educator for 10 years with Planned Parenthood. She started as an HIV prevention educator and was trained by Planned Parenthood on how to reach teenagers. And she later became a Title X training manager for Texas and New Mexico. And in the summer of 2019, she came out with an interview with the Daily Caller detailing the training she underwent with Planned Parenthood's Director of Prevention Education 
and providing proof as to how Planned Parenthood would use their sexual education initiatives to encourage sexual promiscuity and groom students for abortion. So some pretty creepy stuff. But again, if you kill children, what else will you have a problem with? Not very much. So those of us who are tuned into the abortion industry aren't surprised by this, but this is something to share with the pro-choice friends in your life who might initially be suspect with the claim that Planned Parenthood is launching these 50 Los Angeles County sexual health clinics in order to create the market share for more abortion. So this Daily Caller article in August of 2019 by Mary Margaret Olahan is entitled Planned Parenthood Grooms Girls for Abortions Using Sex Ed, Former Sex Educator Says, who's Monica Klein. So the article says, it was very explicit, Klein said, revealing she was told she must discuss all sexual topics with students, including oral, vaginal, and anal sex and the use of sex toys. The director showed Klein several Planned Parenthood case studies that showed girls as young as 10 years old coming to Planned Parenthood for help with injuries, the removal of foreign objects, and abortions. The studies convinced Klein that something must be done to help these young women. Wow, you've convinced me, she said to the educator. How do I teach these young girls not to have sex? No, dear. We aren't teaching them not to have sex, the educator told her. We are teaching them how to do it safer. Keep up that sexual promiscuous behavior because eventually we want an unwanted baby. And then you'll already have a relationship with us, Planned Parenthood, and we'll take care of the problem for you. This is what Monica Klein was saying was happening and that she was being taught to do. The article continues, Planned Parenthood teaches students risk reduction rather than teaching children how to have healthy relationships and to date in groups, Klein said. Risk reduction is simply telling them how to make the high risk safer by using lubrication and condoms, she explained. The next step is to make them understand they need to be tested for STDs every couple months. So you see, you create an ongoing relationship with young women who are coming in on a regular basis so that you're their trusted source for all matters pertaining to sexual reproductive health care. The article continues, says Planned Parenthood sex education grooms students for promiscuity, Klein believes, and this promiscuity leads them to abortion. The sex education grooms them for promiscuity, grooms them for STD treatment, and grooms them for abortion, she said. We were supposed to identify what they are going through, Klein explained. Say, you're just a teenager. The last thing you want is a baby. Identify with her fears. Your parents are probably going to be so mad at you. We can take care of this for you. It's not a problem. She was with Planned Parenthood for 10 years, Monica Klein, came out this last summer with an interview with the Daily Caller and reported all of this stuff. Of course, Planned Parenthood didn't respond for comment when contacted by the Daily Caller. So Planned Parenthood is designing sexual education in conjunction actually with the California Department of Education with the Healthy Youth Act that they're rolling out and forcing on to public high schools in order to encourage sexual promiscuity, which they know, any functioning person knows, will lead to more pregnancies, which will be inconvenient and unwanted for the stage of life that they're in, which means more abortions. And having already developed a relationship with these young women, they're going to be the first ones that these women go to to take care of the problem. So not only is Planned Parenthood wanting to do this in order to increase abortions, but they also want to ensure that parents aren't in the way to stop them from accessing your children. They want to ensure that they have a direct access to your child so that the 
ultimate sale of the abortion is easier without parental involvement. Hell of a statement? Perhaps. Let me give you some evidence. In an article at the National Catholic Register on January 2nd, 2020, Mary Rose Short reports in an article entitled, LA Inserts Planned Parenthood Between Parents and Children. She conducts an interview with Monica Klein. So this is a very recent article, same woman. Okay, here's what the article says. One of the things that Planned Parenthood always said when I was training them is that parents parents are a barrier to service. Monica Klein, the executive director of It Takes a Family, told the Catholic Register. They recognize that a parent will naturally want to protect their child and keep them from an environment that would put them into danger. So Planned Parenthood told Monica Klein when they were training her as a trainer to other Planned Parenthood clinics and to teenage young girls that parents are a barrier to service. Service is a euphemism for abortion. They're aware that when a parent knows that a child is accessing services at a Planned Parenthood, they're going to stop that and then start to educate the child themselves, which means Planned Parenthood loses a customer, so they don't want the parent to be involved. Wow. Shocker. This is coming from the mouth of someone who was with Planned Parenthood for a full decade. And now at the turn of a new decade, we have the same organization getting in bed with the Los Angeles County Public Health Department to push 50 Planned Parenthood pup tents on 50 Los Angeles public high schools in order to push sexual libertinism ideology, encourage sexually promiscuous behavior, go above the heads of parents, and increase their market share of abortions. Not because I say so, but because people who were with Planned Parenthood say so. Remember, Because California law allows minors older than 12 to obtain confidential treatment and birth control without parental consent, they're able to exercise these rights in Los Angeles County with this new initiative. These 50 reproductive health clinics on campus at LA high schools enable Planned Parenthood to go over the heads of parents by directly accessing their children and putting them into the Planned Parenthood sales funnel, the success of which is gauged by how many of those parents' grandchildren Planned Parenthood can dismember. But don't take my word for it. Take the word of the Los Angeles Health Department's Themselves, according to the Catholic Register, in the Los Angeles Health Department's press release about the new centers, about the new centers last month, Sue Dunlap, CEO of Planned Parenthood Los Angeles, who we have a picture of here for you, here here she is laughing and smiling uh, at some Planned Parenthood event about the killing of children. She highlighted the secrecy possible when students can get to Planned Parenthood at school and don't have to explain to anyone, even their parents, where they went. She said that when students leave campus, it, quote, means time away from class, money for transportation, and explaining your whereabouts to others. All hurdles that loom large for teens. Yeah, God forbid that a 14-year-old has to account for for her time and her location after school when she should have been home because she was at a Planned Parenthood clinic arranging the death of her parents' grandchild. God forbid that teenagers who are not legally adults and have legal guardians, many times which will be their biological parents, have to be responsible to those legal guardians. Sue Dunlap, CEO of Planned Parenthood Los, <clears throat> Los Angeles, saying here very clearly that their strategy is to enable students, 
And is it to enable them to access your students directly without parental involvement? And they're going to utilize the California law that allows them to give abortifacients, medication abortions, to children over 12 on high school campuses and indoctrinate indoctrinate them with abortion ideology without the parents knowing it all because it's freaking on their high school campus. And students shouldn't have to account for their whereabouts to others, even if those others are their biological parents or legal guardians. This is what Planned Parenthood is doing, not because I say so, but because their own people say so, because their own financial reports prove that they have a financial incentive to protect the percentage of their services that are abortions, which make them the most money. In case you're not convinced of Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry's commitment to increase their abortion sales, if you're still not convinced, I have a smoking gun to share with you. So the abortion industry within the last couple of years has actually admitted that they want to increase the supply of and demand for abortion, a statement that would have made nearly any Democrat 20 years ago extremely uncomfortable, right? Because what was their pitch? Well, under Clinton, right, it was safe, legal, and rare. There was a There was a tacit admission that abortion should be rare because it's not a great thing. And even those people understood that the unborn child had some type of moral worth because if they didn't have moral worth, then why should abortion be rare at all? But even these moderate pro-choice Democrats 10, 20, 30 years ago understood that we shouldn't be creating a demand for abortion. We just want to have it available to women who need it in a hard circumstance. And yet now the abortion industry is coming out and admitting that they want to increase the demand, increase the demand for abortion by helping to create more unwanted and unplanned pregnancy. So there is a new alliance of abortion hacks called the Reproductive Health Investors Alliance, okay? And it's a conglomeration of the top leaders in the movement who met to map out their strategy for the next 10 years to to save their industry from the growing threat of the pro-life movement. And they published a report which was released in 2017, very interesting, right, 2017, shortly after Trump was elected, shortly after he proved he was going to be the most pro-life president in American history. So this was a reaction to the the pro-life threat that was becoming very clear to those with a vested interest in the slaughter of unborn children because they're making money off of the bodies and blood of unborn children. So they published this U.S. reproductive health investment case in a 94-page battle plan that looks at every state and indicator and social data and demographic data, all with the express intent of expanding abortion. And it it includes pitches to philanthropists and investors and multimillionaire large net worth investors to pour more money into the abortion industry, right? Why? To keep them functioning against the threats of the pro-life movement and the most pro-life administration in American history. And this report by the Reproductive Health Investors Alliance was accidentally published on an insecure server, which was accessed by a live action news reporter and investigator and went and was then reported on. But most of the pro-life movement is still not aware of it. And this was in 2017. So it's 94 pages. There's a lot here. Maybe we'll put a link to it in the show Notes, but what I want to hone in on is page nine. In this U.S. Reproductive Health Investment case by the Reproductive Health Investors Alliance says this, we believe strongly that there are multiple opportunities to change the reproductive health landscape and increase the supply of and demand for high quality contraception and abortion services. There's our cards. They're being perfectly honest that they are an abortion hackery of a movement 
whose success is gauged on the increased dismemberment of more unborn children. And this fits right in with the strategy we've just been talking about. Because how do you increase the demand for abortion? They're saying that's what they want to do. They're seeing, they say, multiple opportunities to increase the demand for abortion. What's the best way to increase the demand for abortion? More unwanted pregnancies, obviously. What's the best way to create more unwanted pregnancies? Encourage sexual promiscuity to as many people as possible, to as many young people as possible who are a disproportionate demographic number of the abortion services, of, of which, where the abortion services are directed. This is their game plan. It's right out in the open. They're not even being dishonest about it anymore. Now, of course, this wasn't meant for public dissemination, but thank God the pro-life movement has it now. So there you go. You have it from, from abortion industry leaders with millions of dollars behind them creating a game plan to combat the threats of the pro-life movement to increase the supply of and demand for abortion by running roughshod over the bodies of unborn children and sexualizing your children and treating them as prospects for a sale, which is abortion. The Los Angeles County Public Health Department has given Planned Parenthood a massive opportunity here to indoctrinate hundreds of thousands of students with an ideology of sexual libertinism by taking the rotten fruit of the sexual revolution and force-feeding it to teenagers in Planned Parenthood pup tents in Los Angeles County public high schools against the wishes of many parents, against the knowledge of many other parents, and without the approval of any parent. This is the fruits of the sexual revolution. And it's now being spread forcibly down the throats of teenagers at the expense of their soul, at the expense of their body, at the expense of their liberty. There are tragic consequences to this, aren't there? Obviously, the wounding of children with a fruitless worldview that promises joy and fulfillment in sexual relationships outside of marriage. There's the consequences of increasing sexually transmitted diseases, which the Los Angeles County Public Health Department already admits, admits is a disproportionate percentage in Los Angeles County as opposed to other areas of the country. But you're going to bring in the biggest endorser and defender of sexually promiscuous behavior to provide reproductive health care and counseling. All you're going to do is increase the number of sexually transmitted diseases by encouraging sexually promiscuous behavior. And of course, the most tragic consequences of all, more murder children and traumatized teens who were used as a number, as a prospect to increase your profits, to make a quick buck off of the, off of the indoctrination of teenagers. Remember, according to this Los Angeles Times article, about 30% of Los Angeles County high school students surveyed reported feeling chronic sadness or hopelessness, according to the State Department of Education's 2015 to 2017 California Healthy Kids Survey. What this article is saying is that they're trying to utilize this percentage of students who are feeling chronic sadness or hopelessness as a reason for the necessity of this joint venture between Planned Parenthood and the Los Angeles County Public Health Department to provide care for students facing chronic uh, sadness and hopelessness. But all they're going to do is increase it by 
inculcating them with bad ideas about human flourishing and treating them as a prospect. You're only going to increase the percentage of teens who feel sad or hopeless because you're encouraging them to sleep around and they're not fulfilled. We all know that. Or you're encouraging them to kill their child, of which they will regret later, all in the name of combating the rise of chronic sadness and hopelessness in L.A. County. Do you see that Planned Parenthood hates children? They hate unborn children whom they kill and get rich off of. They also hate born children. They hate your children and are perfectly willing to run roughshod over their minds and souls in order to make a quick buck. The article continues and says, for high school students who had recently missed school, 9% of freshmen and 14% of 11th graders said they were absent because they felt very sad, hopeless, anxious, stressed, or angry. This sexual health clinic venture that Planned Parenthood in LA County is using to prey on our teenagers will do nothing but exacerbate the spiritual and emotional crisis already plaguing these kids by selling them bad ideas about liberty and freedom, all for a quick buck. Planned Parenthood in the abortion industry hates children, unborn ones that they kill and born ones that they can sexualize to increase their profits. I want you to do something for me. I want you to share this episode with someone in your life who's pro-choice. Someone that you have a good relationship with that believes that you love them, that doesn't believe that you hate them because they're pro-choice. Share it with someone that respects you who's pro-choice and ask them to do you a personal favor by listening to the entire episode and then asking them what they think about that. Putting aside even their positions on the legality of abortion and purely on the strategies and the intent behind these decisions in order to increase the market share of abortions that Planned Parenthood can line their pockets with. Go ahead and do that for me. Do that for you. Do that for the unborn children in our midst. Do that for the movement that is the movement of human equality, which is the pro-life movement, the only movement in the abortion wars that's advocating for the basic right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness of every human being, whether born or unborn. That's what we have time for for today, a heavy episode. We're going to give you continued updates about this, but this may be one of the singular most disturbing but telling pieces of news in 2020, even though the year's just started, because it shows that in this election year, in this escalating fight over abortion rights, the Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry is running scared, and they are now publicly confessing that they want to access your children in order to increase abortions and creating strategies to increase the supply and demand for abortion. They're running scared and they have good reasons to be running scared because the pro-life movement is winning. This, pro this administration is on the side of the pro-life movement and we're going to continue informing you, educating you so you can be part, an effective part of that movement to defend life, be a voice for the unborn and one day tell your grandchildren that when they needed you, you were not silent. Thanks for joining me today. Head on over to iTunes and Spotify, YouTube. Give this show a review and a rating so we can reach more people. It actually really helps. Give us that five stars. Tell us what you think. If you want to learn more and engage with me online, head on over to sethgruber.com, S-E-T-H-G-R-U-B as in baby boy, E-R.com to sign up for my newsletter, to get training videos, and uh, go ahead and give me a like on Facebook as well if you want daily updates about what's happening in the pro-life movement. Thanks for tuning in today. Until next week, I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. Oh, <laughs>